Hi friends and welcome to another Live and Learn. It is beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here even though I can't fit a Christmas tree in my closet under the stairs but I did just lose an hour and a half of my life to changing the lights on a Christmas tree that was already decorated which involved taking everything off, taking all the lights off, putting new lights on, putting everything back on. But I did manage to accomplish that without any quote help for my three-year-old so I call that a win. Uh, and speaking of Christmas, I haven't really decided yet. This may be my last learn, live and learn until after the holidays. I'm actually planning on taking some time off the end of the month, uh, starting midweek next week through the new year. So I'm really excited about that. I might squeeze another one in before that break, but if not, we're here today. So that's that's where we are today. And today we're talking about career pathways. I mentioned last week that that would be next on the agenda uh, because career pathways was yet another one of those things. I heard those terms over and over and over again, and I really wasn't sure for quite a while what all that entailed, kind of similar to soft skills. It almost seemed ambiguous and kind of overarching, um, and I wanted something really specific. So we're going into career pathways a bit today. So the first question that I had when I first heard about career pathways is I wanted to know if that was a proper noun, as in capital C, capital P, career pathways. Uh, and the answer is no, which I don't really agree with. I think it should be a capital C, capital P, just to kind of give some congruence in definition. Uh, you know, whenever we have a capital capital F Ford or something, we know exactly what a Ford vehicle is. And I kind of feel the same way with career pathways. But it's not. It's little c, little p, and that's okay. So basically, when we started with WIOA, there wasn't much direction for folks who were interested in either going back to school to get a leg up in their careers, or they were just starting out and didn't really know what they wanted to do, or they were in spot A and they knew they wanted to get to spot D, but they didn't even know what B and C were to get there. So inner career pathways, that's kind of um, how career pathways came about with WIOA, with providing students, individuals, employees with counseling to help them on their journey in, in the workplace. And also, going back to that integrated approach that we talked about last week among employers, educators, uh, both ed adult education and post-secondary, and other agency partners. So Career Pathways really just offers routes to professions and provides support along the way. And it coordinates employer needs and employer positions with the education needed to get there. And so think of, quite literally, a pathway, or the way I kind of think of it is an arrow that starts on the left-hand side of the page and shoots across to the right. And there are different marks along the path as far as what students can do in order to get to the next step. On the left-hand side, for most students in adult education, they are, the first stop on their path is going to be the GED credential or high set or task. Uh, and then from there, the path can split or it can have two paths that run congruent. Um, they may jump straight into the workforce, or they may jump straight into post-secondary, or those two paths may run concurrently. For instance, there are career path pathways that begin even before GED attainment. Uh, like, like healthcare, for instance. Certified nursing assistant is about a seventh grade reading level and academic level. So a lot of students nowadays are getting the CNA as they work toward their GED, so they're already in the workplace, but that actually is the first stop on their career pathway before they jump into high school equivalency, which is pretty neat. 
Then from there, it's, if we continue with the healthcare idea, they can go into a certificate program uh, to, to work toward their licensed practical nurse, uh, or they can go into the workplace, continue in the workplace as a CNA. They can do both at the same time. Uh, they can also continue down one path for a while and then jump over to the other one. So there we go again with those multiple entry and exit points that we talked about with training last week with WIOA. And the whole idea behind Career Pathways is to really help those 36 million plus Americans. Again, 22 million of those are current employees who need further skills, they need further training, but they don't really know how to start and they don't really know how to get there. As far as beginning career pathways in your learning center or your classroom or your region or your state, I really recommend starting with the target sectors for your region and for your area. Now what that means is there are 16 career cluster pathways. Um, they can be found on careertech.org. A simple Googling of uh, career clusters will pull that right up for you. But there are things such as architecture and construction, human services, manufacturing, finance, health sciences, hospitality and tourism, transportation, distribution logistics, and on and on. There are 16 of them. And all occupations fall under one of the career clusters here. And so there are pathways, multiple pathways within each career cluster, depending on what you'd want to do. For instance, under agriculture, let's say, there's a, there's a pathway called animal systems. Well, there are lots of things that you can do under animal systems. My dad, for instance, has a BS in animal science, and so he has farmed off and on throughout his life, but also worked for a, a university in animal science. Um, so that, that would be one area, but he has a bachelor's degree, but there are plenty of stops before that, um, such as animal tech, such as vet tech and a veterinarian's office. There are lots of other stops in education we know. I consider myself to work in education. I don't really know how you'd make my pathway. It's been kind of a winding one. Um, but you can start out as a paraeducator or an assistant, a teaching assistant, teacher's aide, and work from there. So within the career clusters, there are so many careers, and each one more or less is going to have a pathway. Now, that's not always true, like we gave with the health science example earlier. If you're starting with a CNA, then you enter into the different education stops along the way. Then additional jobs are going to appear along the pathway as you continue. So there are many jobs within, let's say, nursing might have its own pathway, but not necessarily a BSN would have its own pathway, an LPN, but nursing in general would be the pathway there. So as an entity, identify those pathways that are in most demand in your area and are of most interest to your students. So almost everywhere I go, manufacturing is a big one, and health science. Those are the two largest in most places. Um, so we get to look at those career pathways and look at education required, training required, and job demands for different careers along those pathways in those clusters. This is a really good thing as well to have students research. If they know they're interested in something in health sciences but aren't really sure how to get there, they can study the different stops along the way and that helps to determine their decisions as they continue on their own path. Now since career pathways are so prominent nowadays, uh, they're a big part of all guidance that students receive even in high school. Many high school students are to select a career pathway before they enter their freshman year. And that even begins, you know, as, as young as eighth grade, choosing a career pathway that they can kind of tweak their extracurriculars and their electives toward if they so choose. 
But there's lots of support, I think, is the big difference with career pathways versus kind of feeling around in the dark back in the day. I graduated college 10 years ago. I don't recall ever having any sort of career counseling um, or really any idea or discussion with someone about how to get from point A to point B. I just figured it out myself. That's not really the case anymore. There's ample support out there for people who are wanting to move from where they are to a different place. So each career pathway has three main features. So it's important to note, as I mentioned earlier, the multiple entry and exit points. So we may have students entering into our services as to earn a GED, but there are other students who are going to be entering on the same pathway farther down the line. Some students may already have an associate's degree, or they might already have that LPN certification, let's say, and they're entering in the pathway to move toward their registered nurse and the BSN and the nurse practitioner. So there are multiple entry and exit points to this pathway. Uh, so you might want to picture a path with lots of little paths off of it, almost like a river with lots of tributaries. Many options for depending on student skill level. Now within those first multiple entry points, second multiple exit points, we also have education, training, credentialing, and lots again, lots and lots of support services so that students can easily move from one pathway to the next easily move from one milestone to the next along their pathway. They aren't left wondering. They aren't left in the dark. So career pathways really have to have four key functions. There, there are four main points to career pathways. So education and training, of course, is going to come first. But then also assessments have to be a part of that and assessments that are the same across the board. So we're making sure that students, if they're working toward a license, that they're pursuing the proper channels to do so. Third, support services and lots of assistance with career navigation. Students are given ample time and support in finding out what it is they want to do and if they want to continue down a pathway. And then finally, even employment services, placement into jobs, support for that as well. Now, the interesting thing, too, is many employers are beginning to use the career pathways approach for their current employees. There are lots of ways that this comes to the forefront as well. I know with the GED Works program that Walmart has been participating in for a few years now, there are actual pathways within Walmart that help their employees visually see how to get from, let's say, checker outer, to use the, I'm sure the really proper term, the checker outer, to up to a floor manager or up to a department manager and so on. The, the issue that Walmart was having initially is most employees felt that they were stuck and they didn't see a way to get easily from one position or to, to advance. They didn't see easily how they could advance in their careers. They saw themselves as having jobs at Walmart but not careers. So Walmart helped to remedy that by having career pathways within their own company and allowing participants, allowing employees to progress along the pathway as they earned different credentials along the way and they had ample support to do so. So employers are beginning to use the career pathways approach also. Now another advantage of career pathways being included in WIOA legislation is there's more of a shared vision now. I mentioned congruency and assessment. There's also more congruency and licensing and those types of things for different programs. More partnerships are emerging, of course, as a result of career pathways. And that's one of the things I mentioned with, with the emergence of training academies around the country. Those partnerships between post-secondary and employers are helping with that. Um, things are being tracked better. 
to be more aware of what career pathways are most important for a different for regions, what jobs are most available, so that students can make informed decisions as they're looking at potential jobs in their area. I always use the example, most of the students in my area in particular, and I'm sure it's this way most places, they aren't really interested in moving anywhere. Many of them don't leave the county at all, so it really wouldn't make sense here in Kentucky to uh, want to take a marine biology pathway. We do have the Ohio River directly to, my, to the north in my county, but not much need for marine biology here. Uh, you don't want to be an astronaut if you don't want to move away. So making informed decisions using data of the region is very helpful. And also, of course, there's more funding available because career pathways are coming to the forefront. And funding money is always helpful. As far as informing students of different career pathways, there are several ways you can do this. First and foremost to me, it makes sense that during intake and orientation with students, you start to help them identify what it is they want to do beyond your classroom. And so then you can have a career pathways template available that you can kind of fill out with them and show them what the steps are. You can be that initial counselor and fill that role for students, at least to get them started. Another way is lots of career exploration within your classes. Now again, that goes back to contextualized instruction. They're doing research, they're synthesizing information, they're, they sometimes can be presenting on what they find. They're taking text and making a visual if they're putting information into a career pathway template. So that's, an, that's a major academic lesson, um, but also helps to inform their career pathways decisions and their career decisions. I do have a career pathway template that I've created that's super simple. It's kind of exactly like what I described with an arrow that's going across the screen or across the page with these different stops along the way. So if that template is something that you think might be of help, just shoot me an email, susan at scr.consulting, and I'll be happy to send that your way. I have that included in many of my different resources. I have lots of folks who use that. It's also really easy to create something just in smart art on Word. That's kind of what I did. Just a very basic visual for students to see how to get from point A to point B and stops along the way. So you can start in your classrooms with students investigating and learning more about their interests, but then you can also take it beyond your classroom walls and look more into partnerships and engaging employers in the area to get their input and to get their assistance, especially with the Workforce Investment Board. They would have lots of valuable information for you, and again, these are mandated partners now under WIOA that have lots of information that they can provide to you and to students. And you know, you can even reach out and ask about guest speakers from different areas, from different pathways, from different partners. See if they would be willing to come and speak with your students and even you know, have a, a job fair of some kind that is specifically designed for adult students who you know, are working toward high school equivalency but aren't quite there yet. Where, what are their options along the pathway before they even get that high school equivalency? A lot of students don't know that there are things available for them that fit in with their career pathway. They think of dead-end jobs perhaps, but not so much with career pathways. But we're seeing more and more apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships emerge, even for adult students as part of career pathways, which is really exciting. And finally, reach out to your governing agency. You know, reach out to your state personnel 
There are definitely people in your state who work with Career Pathways exclusively, and they're a valuable resource. They have lots and lots of things available at your at your grasp, and I'm sure they would love to speak with you and love to help put those things into your hands. Also, if you partner with a school system or a community college, there are other personnel at your disposal as well who know about Career Pathways and who can kind of provide guidance for you and for your students in that. Um, because again, this is this isn't becoming ingrained. It's becoming a part of everyday life in education, K-12 and beyond. So there are lots of things out there for now. And as I mentioned earlier, check out careertech.org. They have lots of different lots of different things for students to use, as well as teachers, instructors, administrators. Um, and the National Career Pathways Network has lots of good things in it too. I also mentioned that you can find more about the career clusters and there are so many things being created specifically around career clusters these days that help students to explore. And one of my favorite career exploration websites is ONET and ONET has wonderful job descriptions on it. Again, you can really engage students academically while using job descriptions and things that they can research. You can engage them mathematically with comparing median salaries, what that means, charting information, and so on. So you can also get these things into their hands academically, which is how we really should do this type of work in an academic environment. Because we know we have really limited time with our students and we have to maximize that. But this is kind of a sneaky way almost to get career pathways in, but also prepare them for what's to come on their assessments. So that is career pathways in a nutshell. I may or may not talk to you again next week, and just in the off chance that I won't, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff from all of us here at SCR Consulting. And I may chat with you next week, but if not, have a very safe and happy and restful holiday, and I'm hopeful for lots of good things to come in 2018. Stay curious.